Morning, Cookie. Good morning, guys. Uh, describe coming to terms, mate, with the loss to Penrith on Saturday night. Yeah, mate, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty pretty disappointing. Um, you know, just with being so close once again, the further you go into these finals, uh, the harder it is when you, when, you, when you bow out or, or lose, you know. So, um, you know, it's, it was a tough game and uh, we, we gave it a red old crack at the start and those two tries right before half-time really hurt against the run of play and... Um, you know, just in the end, we ran out of troops and they were too clinical and, you know, you've got to be perfect against them. And, mm. um, yeah, we just couldn't go the distance with them. Yeah, Cookie, I was going to say, first 25 minutes, boys looked unbelievable. Sometimes we we probably don't pay enough credit to the to the opposition and Penrith, just that, especially that second half, just looked unbelievable. Yeah, they did, mate. They, they don't do anything, you know, too spectacular. They just keep doing the same thing over yeah. and over again. and um, They're so disciplined in what they do and then, once we started to get a little bit fatigued and a few areas and we went away from uh, game plan a little bit, we've obviously put a scoreboard pressure as well. And um, mate, it, was a, it was a tough, especially the last 20 minutes, it was um, the toughest footy mm-hmm. I've had to play. Just, you know, just, uh, you know, we're just obviously down a man. Not, not, uh, I think we had one on the bench and just, yeah, we're battered and bruised, mate, and yeah, doing our best. But, um, yeah, they were too good, mate. Yeah, it looked like you just ran out of juice there and the, the heads dropped, in particular when you were... You, you did so well to be 12 nil in front. You know, your scramble defence was excellent. You stopped them from scoring a few tries. But then once they scored and then Toho scored right on half-time, it was like you're winning at half-time. Heads dropped a little bit. Well, they had the, yeah, they had the momentum, didn't they? And But I think because we chucked everything out that first half, we knew how good you have to be against them and to get out to that lead. Um, two tries, it really shouldn't have happened, uh, especially that Toho one who... Bit of a Stephen Bradbury thing, really. I think, you know, it was just—it was almost comical if you, yeah. you know, watching it, just how crazy it was. Everyone falling over each other, and um, you know, we thought he had him covered. The next thing you know, he, he took out three three of us all stumbling over each other. So, but yeah, they they did uh, going in there, um, and then coming out of the second half, they just kept doing the same thing. And like you said before, Loz, they just we just ran out of juice. Uh, There's a couple of big boys that. You know, we, you know, Tom and Saliva are so important to us coming off the bench. Um, they did such a great job throughout the year. And the four pack that they had, uh, you know, it would have been nice to have that impact. But, um, you know, it wasn't to be. Uh, but that's part of the flu season. That's why the, the team that went to grand finals are the ones that get through the fittest and the best and have their whole team as best, you know, going to the final series. And um, we fell short again this year. Uh, it should be a cracking game on Sunday. Uh, Battle of the West, Parramatta taking on Penrith. Um, how, how do you see it playing out, Cookie? And and what are the strengths and weaknesses of, of both sides in your mind? Yeah, well, with Parramatta, if they can get out to a, a lead early, uh, like we did, which shows you know you can do that to Penrith. Um, they're, they're hard to stop when they're in front. They they get a lot of confidence. Uh, their front rowers uh, start ball playing. Junior's got a great little offload. Of, Moses and, and Gutho play off the back of, so um, they can play some great second phase footy that's um, quite dangerous. Uh, but if Penrith can hold them out um, at the start and go set for set for them, I think that would be too good and they'll run away with the game. So it's mm. either a Parramatta or a tight one if they can get it, get job, job done early. But if not, I think uh, it might be a bit of you know, an easy win for, for Penrith once they get going. Yeah, I, I, see, I, I think Parramatta's style can really worry. Penrith cookie. How difficult is it when you come up against a side like Para, who like like to offload as as a defending team? How much pressure does that put on your defensive system? Yeah, because we all we all defend in these processes and, and the way we want to do it as a team. And, and then when you have these second phases, or you, you break down those 
small little uh, process we have in our defensive line, that's when uh, it all goes um, a bit pear-shaped. And, and you can do that to Penrith. That's what happens. Uh, you can break in. As a team, they're really good. But if you can get it uh, individually, you can find some spaces in the line and, and, and break that that line, down, that, that team down and find some find some chinks in the in the defensive line. So I think that's what Paranet do, and that's what they can do with those offloads. They like to play junior out a bit wider, run at the back rollers and halves, which will create a bit of space, allowing him to offload. And um, and then you've got Sean Lane, who's he's, playing, he's got to be playing some of his career best footy at the moment. Um, he's been very dangerous down that that edge with, with Moses and Gutho as well. So um, just the style of play that they have, that they're happy to throw the ball around. I know there was a couple of those passes People talking about being forward, uh, but that's that's the risk they like to run. Uh, they like to play footy uh, and throw it around, but they're just got to make sure if they're going to do that, they're going to make sure they defend well because if Penrith get you down on their line, uh, they'll hold you there for a long time. They did that to us in the grand final last year. They were down on our own trial on defender for a long time in the first half and um, you know, we're just holding on at the end. Lots of talk about the trell after the game, Cookie. How bad was his rib injury? Yeah, no, he was pretty heavily padded. Uh, there was another big hit he took in the game too, um, which he got up and, and played the ball from. Uh, but I have no doubt that that would have, you know, hurt him, hurt him a bit, uh, whether he hit in the head or anything or like that. It was a pretty heavy contact, mate. And I, mm. I, um, I watched him bounce straight back up. But um, yeah, there was a couple of a couple of little injuries he was dealing with there, and still, yeah. still trying to fire for us. Um, but like I said, that's that's how. The team that wins the grand final is the one that can stay the fittest. Um, it's, you know, it's survival the fittest almost. So we can get to the end with the, the best team on the park and get the job done. It's um, you know, if teams have injuries, that's just you know, and sometimes sometimes you need a bit of luck on your side as well. But yeah. they're um, pending for creating their own luck at the moment. That's for sure. That's where those those tries at the end of half time came from. You know, they're just they're always in the game and ready to go. Cookie, when you mention Penrith, we always talk about Nathan Cleary, and we know why because arguably he's the best player in the game. But a player just as important in Penrith setup is Dylan Edwards. Yeah. Like, how difficult is he to stop when he carries the ball? Because he, in every game, I'm sure you go in with a plan to try and limit the impact he has, but he just keeps bouncing away from tackles, getting yardage, early in tackle counts, late in tackle counts, and he just gets them going forward on the front foot all the time. Oh, he he does so much work that probably some people don't even notice as well. You know, just like those kick, just not the kick returns. That because he's so fit and can hold that pace for a long time, he, he'll he'll happily run across the field waiting for that, you know, break in the line and, and get a bit of a half break. And off the back of that, you have got Todd who's, who's going to get him um, up and down the field, so he can get on the front foot straight away. So there, he's very valuable to what they do. But in defence, uh, he just pops up everywhere. There was one, part of a game where. We had a bit of a half chance to score, and he made that tackle, and then we went across the other side, and he kicked it, and um, he was there to get that, and it just he was everywhere, and just um, he's had an outstanding season. You know, um, he'd be probably my pick for Clive Churchill too, uh, Penrith for going on win it. Mm. Uh, Cookie, Jed Cartwright, your teammate, and uh, the Penrith trainer. Supposedly, you know, there was an incident that went on there. <laughs> Cody Walker got upset about it after it. Uh, don't know if you saw it or heard it or. Or what you made of it, and have you have you seen or heard ever trainers sledging opponent or you know, opposition players out there on the field? Um, I I still haven't heard what was actually said to Jeb. I know it was something to do with his back, and he was the one who um, treated him. But um, yeah, I don't know why anything needs to be said from another another trainer from the opposite side, unless it's a bit of um, you know mucking around with just a good mate or something, you know. But it didn't seem to be. Um, it wasn't um, said that way. I don't think so. 
that's not that's not good. But I haven't really heard much of it uh, ever before about trainers getting involved with anything on the field. Um, only only if I've ever been involved, it's only been with trainers. You know, I've spent time with a bit of a bit of fun um, while we're out there. But it seems to be a bit further than that. Uh, but yeah, I actually haven't spoken to Jed about that at all. Um, but yeah, it's, I hope it doesn't continue and doesn't happen again. Are you confident, mate, that you've done enough to make the World Cup squad? I hope so, mate. Um, again, we've lost there. Um, but, yeah, I really do. Uh, really hope I have. I thought I've had a pretty good season. Uh, obviously, falling short of the grand final. But, you know, mate, it's a massive, um, a massive opportunity to go over there and, and represent your com- country in the World Cup, mate. Um, like I said before, it's no bigger honour and uh, a goal of mine to tick off. So... Let's hope that uh, that's the case. Uh, moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at me for? I wonder why. You're not in here. We're talking about you, not to you. <laughs> Just while we're on the personal questions, how are you progressing with your contract situation? No, nah, we, we agreed uh, to leave it until the season was done um, with, with South. Uh, so we're just, I'm guessing, um, you know, we'll probably start, start. I spoke to the manager the other day. He said he'll start uh, picking that up and, and getting that all sorted now as well. So it, it was almost, um, you know, we're all, both parties are almost in, in agreement, almost there. So, um, yeah, look, all looking good uh, for South, yeah. I'll tell you what, Cookie, we've got some spies on the ground, mate. Did you go out in a boat on Monday? Because we've got, uh, g'day boys, can you ask Cookie if those cruisers I saw him lugging onto the boat on Monday were for him? Cookie, how was Pup's boat? You go out in Pup's yeah, boat. Yeah. Wasn't Peak, my boat. Peaky Pete sent Peaky the first Pete. one through. Definitely wasn't my boat. Yeah. Were you out in the harbour, were you? You don't pack your own drinks. Let me tell you, if you come on mine. Mate, I, I, Mate. I was just helping him, helping out the staff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and have you got a tip for us today? Yes, I do. Um, where are we at? We're actually race one at Rose Hill. Uh, number seven style. So I've taken you, J-Mac or said Loz. Oh, that's all right, Cookie. Um, I've just got to get it up here today. Well, this is because Davo's tipped the 10 in this race. Alessandra, $11. Stylized is uh, Cookie's tip, $3.90. Kazalak, the three, has been heavily backed at $3.60. So, Loz, what have you got? Uh, I'll tell you what I might go, mate. Not I the might... favourite, please, Loz. Sorry? Not the favourite. No, I won't go favourite. I'll tell good. you what I'll do for your pup stuff. What do you got for us? I will go... Um. Oh dear! Yeah, it's not much I like in this. Good radio. Yeah, I know it's good radio, boys. Um, oh, look, <laughs> better than TV. Right oh, sorry, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> right, I'll go number three. Oh, he panicked and Kazala. went the favourite. Lies. <laughs> oh well, favorite I was under pressure. Again. I had no other choice. He genuinely hey, panicked. Why are you freaking for? You're good under pressure. It's when you do your best work. The no. favourite number yeah. three. Anyway, oh, that was fun. <laughs> Cookie, mate. Cookie, thank hope you. you kick his butt. <laughs> Cookie, thank you so much, mate, through the year yet again. I know our listeners absolutely love listening to you, so really appreciate it. Be soon, Cookie. Good on you, Cookie. As all, guys. Love coming on the show.